0: Coming up on this episode of The Hive Life. People always say like, oh, they assume in Charlotte you grew up in banking, you grew up in financial services, and that's obviously not the story with me. It really was a love for um, how brands and how organizations can really have an impact in the community and make a difference. Welcome to The Hive Life where we pull back the curtain on Spherical Media, a company based in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a team of former journalists that create beautiful, impactful stories that connect with your audience.
1: We want to welcome you inside Spherical Media. I'm Jared Latch alongside Tim Baer for the latest edition of The Hive Life as we welcome our next guest, and Karagas, the Senior Director of Corporate Responsibility with TIAA. And you've been involved in social responsibility for several years, including a stint with the NBA, a Charlotte 40 under 40 winner, and just a fun guy to be around. So we thank you for joining us.
0: It's my pleasure. Uh, honored to be with you today on this podcast and uh, hoping to have some fun.
1: So let's start with, with your position now at, at TIAA. Just give us your elevator pitch
0: of what you do. Sure. So I work at a really unique company uh, celebrating 100 years, and it was a company that was founded by one of the world's greatest philanthropists, Andrew Carnegie back in 1918 and it really was a company started to with a mission to serve others and a mission to provide a quality life for those that were dedicating service to educating our future and um, so i get to embody that through my role and really connecting our company to the community and connecting our employees to causes that matter and really allowing them to have a vehicle to make a difference
1: now, overall, in your career, looking back on some of your body of work as far as a, a resume is concerned, the things that you've been involved with, it's, it's been related to marketing. And I know the discussions we have internally and Tim and myself and David as director of video services is, is the rapidity of, of how things have changed. So how have you seen things evolve in that space?
0: Yeah, my re- <laughs> it's funny you, 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 um, you know you talk about my resume because I went down a path probably the first Nine years of my career, it was really sports marketing, and that's what brought me to Charlotte. I was involved in uh, a sports marketing agency at GMR Marketing. I was in Na- uh, with a NASCAR team, formerly Michael Waltrip Racing, worked with Fortune 500 brands, and really, like, how do we help these brands come to life through their sports properties? And uh, then went to the NBA. And so I really think that at my core, marketing is what I do or who I am or what I've learned and kind of took a a path, veered off a little bit when I went to the NBA, one of the world's leading global um, sports leagues and got involved in the community there. And really it was how do we bring um, these global marketing partners that all were attached to the NBA, how do you uh, connect some of the work that they're doing in the community and using the MBA as a vehicle for that. And I fell in love. And so coming back to Charlotte, you know, people always say like, oh, they assume in Charlotte, you grew up in banking, you grew up in financial services. And that's obviously not uh, the story with me. It really was a love for um, how brands and how organizations can really have an impact in the community and make a difference. And uh, that's what kind of brought me back. And uh, it's a place where I, I plan to be for a long time.
2: That brings you into your new role now with TIAA and in a similar, the community impact piece. What is it in your day to day that really excites you when you're, when you're going into the office? I mean, I know you just went through a really crazy stretch. You guys did a really ambitious program, 100 days of giving back to celebrate 100 years. I mean, I guess you're just coming off of that. Is there, is there a high coming off of that or, or an exhaustion?
0: Definitely. And I think the further we get away from the conclusion of that 100 days of difference on June 12th, it allows me to really have such pride and appreciation for what we were able to accomplish. And when I say we, it really is all of our 16,000 plus employees at TIA that were involved and 9,000 and 29 that actually were participating in a project during that 100-day period. And uh, yeah, uh, every day is a little bit different, but wow, I mean, to show up in the community with so many smiling faces and people that are not getting paid to be there, but they want to be there, they want to make a difference, they want to get... Uh, extract some fulfillment through uh, their everyday being, it's really humbling. And uh, I get to do that over and over and over again. So uh, every day I'm appreciative for this opportunity to do this type of work.
2: Looking back at the MBA relationship uh, and how that started and what those days were like, I mean, give us a sort of an example, day in the life of Jerry and back when you were doing your MBA stuff. I mean, what was that like? Because everybody, you know, we, we we're former sports anchors and everybody's like, oh, you were in sports. It's glamorous. It's beautiful. Everything like that. It's not always that, but, uh, but it's got to be fun, right?
0: Yeah. Most days were glamorous. I mean, obviously, um, not every day, but. You know, the day for me started with, like, a really amazing walk from um, Columbus and 10th over to 51st and 5th Avenue, uh, where Olympic Tower is and the NBA is headquartered, and I just, it was so much energy walking to work every day, I can't even, like, if you could bottle it, you could sell it, but it was amazing, and, um, I'd ride up an elevator and often like David Stern, the former commissioner, or the current commissioner, Adam Silver, would be in the elevator and it was just, I had to pinch myself. I came from a small town in Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, I never dreamed that far that I could live in New York City and work for a global sports property. It was amazing Um, and I learned a lot. And a typical day, um, I worked with our global marketing partners, so call it State Farm, BBVA, Uh, Nike, and I could name 10 others, but most of them, in addition to their relationships with the NBA, they also wanted to do good in the community, and the NBA had a platform, has a platform called NBA Cares that really brings uh, this community and corporate social responsibility platform to life, and brands really – attached to that and what was really cool I actually served under two commissioners so the end of David Stern's 30 or so year reign and the beginning of Adam Silver's reign who's the current commissioner and both of them they if you ever heard them speak in public or open their mouth they talked about the league's responsibility to do good and to give back and I thought that was really cool and it was believable and the players took note of that the players union took note of that and um, every day I would work with our global marketing partners to figure out how we could make an impact in select communities uh, where we were playing, where we, where players were from, where we were doing business. And um, it was a lot of fun.
1: Now, looking at that work, it, it seems it was a natural transition then for you with TIA because you talk about the corporate responsibility piece. The serving piece which is at the the center of what TIA was built on and what it's all about so let's go back to this campaign I, I think the word ambitious is pretty accurate in what Tim had mentioned uh, you get a seven to eight minute piece out of it and it's shared internally talk to people about why that's important and you had some some proof of performance stories uh, really
0: impactful stories of of why you do it those um proof con you know those proofs are like literally 24 hours later so uh you mentioned we took on this campaign that we called 100 days of difference and so our goal was to be in the community from march 5th to june 12th and march 5th was our birthday tia celebrated its actual birthday that's my
1: birthday as well so <laughs> nice. what, a, what a good <laughs> yeah. day march what a 5th. day
0: right so uh that was the beginning of it and um We executed across our entire, uh, our company's footprint, 341 projects, uh, 140 plus of which originated in Charlotte, our largest employee hub. But uh, it was really ambitious, but our employees really took hold of it and really wanted to be part of celebrating our centennial. And this was a tangible way that you could participate and be part of this company in a bigger way. And uh, so many employees latched onto that and um you know from a marketing standpoint from an internal communication standpoint you guys know this it doesn't matter the size of your company when i was at the mba let's call it you know 1000 employees now i'm at tia with over 16000 employees culture's really important and how do you drive culture how do you change culture and so um making our employees really feel like they were part of making a difference uh, was important to everybody and we recapped our hundred days of difference uh, through some stats and facts, but the most powerful way we could really put a nice bow on the work that we did was through a video that uh the group here at Spherical Media put together for us and it was amazing and it was essentially like a mini movie right It was seven or eight minutes, and uh we 're able to see the click through rates and see who's viewing it and we're 24 hours after that video was released internally and I cannot tell you uh, how my email has blown up with employees telling me how proud they are to work for an organization like TIA that's making this impact. And to me, that was really humbling and really cool uh, to receive those notes because uh, you know it wasn't just our group doing this, it really was everybody. Um, we just were lucky enough to spearhead it.
1: So talking about that idea, when you have something that big, uh, where does that usually come from, or, or when does it reach you as far as these are the pieces that we 're going to add around this execution
0: yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot that went into celebrating our centennial and what how we were going to bring our centennial to life, large groups of people and we uh, our corporate social responsibility team, which is a team of five, was part of a work ste- work stream around employee engagement, and so we 'd been planning this for eight, nine, ten months and um, the concept came through some group discussions, and uh, m- my boss, uh, Jonna Jackson, she's ac- actually um, she's located in our Philadelphia office, and um, you know she leads our group. She does an amazing job, and I think you know together we came up with what if we were involved in the community in some way, shape, or form for a hundred days. And uh, that's how this concept came to life. And I'll never forget, we were in Washington, D.C., probably October, November, whiteboarding what 100 days of projects would look like and how do we categorize them around some of our key pillars. And we focus on education, naturally, uh, because of our uh, heritage. And um, so there's education, hunger, the environment, and community building. And how do we take those four key areas of focus and bring those to life in 100 days? And so we created this vision uh, and then it was up to me and a couple others to really go execute that with our community partners and explain what we wanted to do, explain how it would look and make sure that we had opportunities for people to get involved. And so, uh, you know, personally involved from the start, but really it was a collaborative effort of our CSR team through this work stream to bring this vision to execution. And uh, I think we knocked it out of the park.
2: I think so too, and I, I, I uh, want to tie back to the, the video side, which you were talking about. You know, we put together this seven eight minute video that, um, that really told that story on a grand scale. I mean, it was a big in, in you know thing that you guys took on, but then to be able to tell that story is tough too. Um, for marketing people that that are out there that maybe work at big organizations similar to yours. What are you guys looking for in a video partner? What what are some of those things that that really s- stick out to you, so that they can be thinking about that when they're going through that process?
0: You know, it's like an old adage: I can show you better than I can tell you, right? And you just think of the things that come across your desk and you read, and it's just. But video content really resonates, uh, and I think I learned that and really saw the power of that going back to my days in NASCAR when I worked for Michael Waltrip Racing. And we would recap our events to our partners and to our fans and fan clubs, etc. I mean, video is just so powerful. And I've always been really fortunate in sports because obviously, you know, it's sexy and it's colorful and it's exciting. Now I'm at a financial services company where that's not as natural as it was with, you know, when you're showcasing LeBron James in the community or Kevin Durant or Steph Curry or you name any one of these you know, overwhelming superstars that are just recognizable everywhere. And um, that's not always the case in financial services. So to cut through the clutter a little bit, I think video is powerful. People like to see um, better than they like to read in some cases. And for us, um, working with a group such as Spherical Media, it really is amazing that you guys, we can sit down, we can talk, we can talk about kind of what the plans are what the vision is and you can help us storyboard and bring that to life and these are the type of shots that will be important to telling the story and these are the type of content that you want to think about capturing and again I told you we're a team of five our corporate social responsibility team and so it's almost like you're an extension of our group and to me that's what's really key to making this successful and ensuring that we're telling the right story is that collaboration it's not just show up shoot a video but it's let us help you concept this from the start I don't forget the first time we talked about this <laughs> we were around the corner at a coffee shop told you about this vision and you said okay this is what we should think about and we put the plan in place and um, you guys helped us execute that and that was really key to the success of all of this
2: It's awesome Um, So let's pivot a little bit and talk about overall some of the challenges that you maybe face um, in trying to tell that story internally and externally of the things you guys are doing. Um, It doesn't have to be necessarily current, but it could be past. Um, But what are some of those challenges maybe that you do face?
0: Sure. So at an organization the size of ours, very complex, um, it can be difficult to cut through internally to ensure that everybody, you know, so everybody can see or everyone can have a chance to to be part of these events and I think for us um, we have someone on our team that really focuses on a communication aspect right and is that communication written um, is it you know is it email communication newsletters um, video content and so we're really lucky that one of my colleagues that focuses on this she's able to get ahead of the schedule she was able to get this video distribution on our CEO's uh, distribution list that was key and honestly that's not something that i would have a lot of experience on or just that's not what i'm working on every day but the fact that we have someone dedicated to it allowed this video to be distributed from our ceo and you guys know when a email goes out from your chief executive officer most people read it and that's the case here and our video was front and center and so that was something that you know that's been a challenge in the past how do we not just it's not another email or it's another letter or whatever that is probably our biggest challenge at a company our size with so many moving parts and some distinct business areas how do you cut through and so uh, we're learning Um, but i think that having someone that's really dedicated to that space as far as communication that's been really helpful over the last couple years
1: now a couple areas we want to a couple quick hits to throw at you now. In line professionally, but also these could be personally as far as applicable. So the first one is uh, unique hobby
0: that you have (laughs) (laughs) unique hobby wow um so i'd say like from a hobby obviously with two kids under three years old my hobbies have definitely shrunk um but i am adamant and everyone goes to the gym but i go to a place called iron tribe it's a really cool community it's a 45 minute workout uh you're in and out and i'd say like that's one thing i don't let go of much to probably my wife's uh dismay sometimes but that really keeps me centered and uh, that's something I really enjoy to do that's a big hobby of mine and I'm not great in the gym and there's everyone stronger than me and faster than me but uh, I really really enjoy it and it's a great way to start my day craziest situation now this could be
1: one where you had to find a solution or potentially uh, maybe you were trying to capture the right message
0: but there was some hurdles in front of you craziest situation that i've overcome personally professionally it be. whatever whatever you feel comfortable God. with sharing we'll take it <laughs> that's a tough one you you threw me for a loop there i don't know i mean i guess the best way i'll answer this is like um my path to to what i would deem some success here later in my life at 39 years old approaching 40 it's not been linear and uh i grew up under some different circumstances and i had to navigate that and i always think that i've been able you know that's a strong quality of mine is like grit and perseverance and uh there's a lot of situations that mainly i've gotten myself into um from time to time that i've had to overcome and uh so i don't know that there's one that is even appropriate but i'd say that i have had that you know it hasn't always been easy much to my own doing and uh I'm still here to talk about it. I've okay. survived my worst days, as they say. So <laughs> I
2: think we all have those. Going off of that, transfer- transformational moment. How about that?
0: Yeah, it. Uh, I'd say it was meeting um, a gentleman named Mac McCarthy when I was impressionable and 21 years old, not sure what I was going to do. I met Mac McCarthy at Virginia Commonwealth University, I was working a basketball camp, was introduced to him through uh, a mentor of mine. Who's no longer with us, uh, Bobby Hussey. His son actually is the chief marketing officer at United Way of Central Carolina. Bo Hussey. His dad was amazing to me, he put me in touch with Mac McCarthy, and um, I feel like. Mac was instrumental in setting me down the path to success. He helped me get into grad school. He took me under his wing and really has just been – continued to be a really good mentor to me, a really smart guy. He coached in the Southern Conference for probably 15-plus years at UT Chattanooga and then coached at VCU, coached at East Carolina. He's retired now. He does uh, television work for ESPN. But uh, I'd say transformationally, like just meeting him and him being in my life uh, – Really got me down a path to success that had I not met him, maybe would look a lot different. That's pretty today. awesome. Yeah.
2: Um, all right. Advice to those looking to tell their story using video, either external or internal. What advice would you have?
0: Yeah. Well. Fun. One, you need to find an amazing partner, such as the one that we have the benefit of having with Spiritual Media. Um, that's key because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that can buy a nice camera and shoot some footage, right. And even like not to disparage, but like, you know, your iPhone, whatever people think they can do it, but you really have to have a, a, a great partner that can help you tell that story. And really, you know, you've got to, I think it was an old book, but you really, um, you begin with the end in mind. And so finding the right partner is key. And then uh, you know, who's your audience who needs, you know, what is the message that you want to get across? And, uh, I think at some point I mentioned when we had coffee that morning, one of the outcomes was I want people to feel really proud about working for a company like TIAA, And like, we knocked that out of the park. And I told you about the emails I've received here in 24 hours. I mean, everyone has the same theme. I'm so proud to work at TIAA, And, uh, Maybe they felt that, but they couldn't communicate it, but the video helped them say it and feel it and touch it. And uh, so that would be my advice. Really begin with the end in mind and have a great partner that can help you communicate that story.
1: And the last one for you, Jaron. you're an energy guy. You are passionate about the work that you do, you know, so that people understand what that service looks like and you're able to convey that message and share that message. What drives you and motivates you every day?
0: That's great. Um... You know, I am afraid of failure. I mentioned earlier, I grew up under some different circumstances. Uh, I had a great father at home that really gave us all that he could, but I didn't have all these great examples every day as far as what success looked like, but I was lucky. I had some great friends and parents that cared about me and relatives that cared about me and really gave me a vision, and so I'm really afraid to go back to living perhaps like I grew up, and that's one key thing that drives me and makes me go to work and makes me excited. And, you know, the other thing is like, uh, and my dad really instilled this in me, but you know, just being really, um, being good to people. I think that's something else that I just try to live by and embody every day. It doesn't take a lot to smile at someone or ask them how they're doing or speak to them. And that's, uh, something that I carry with me every day. It can make a lot of difference in someone's life if you just acknowledge them. Let you know that you're there, and uh, I take that with me every day to work, and it really gives me a lot of passion and excitement. As I told you, I'm out in the community every day. I'm meeting new people, and um, I think you know. I try to exude that I'm a positive person. I think people can pick up on that, and that uh, you know, I'm I'm, I want to make a difference. I I think that it is a responsibility. Those that are fortunate enough to have some means and do things, um, giving back is important, and uh, I try to live by that.
1: Well, Jaron, we appreciate your time. Thanks for making the time to stop by. We appreciate your partnership. We appreciate all you're doing for TIA because we see the important work in the vehicle that storytelling is into sharing, encouraging, motivating you know, the employees that work under that roof.
0: Great. It was a pleasure to be with you, and I uh, had a lot of fun. Hope to do it again. For Tim
1: Barrum, Jared Latch. We want to thank our listeners and remind you that in whatever you do, step outside of the box and get creative. Thanks for joining us on this latest episode of The Hive Life.
2: You've been listening to The Hive Life, brought to you by Spiracle Media. Always remember,
0: you can visit SpiracleBuzz.com or follow us at Spiracle Media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on The Hive Life.